1: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, and welcome to this latest edition of the Powder Blue Podcast. The calendar has turned to September. Does that mean another September swoon? Frank Close here with Jeff Mosher to talk about it. And Jeff, the last week of Phillies baseball was not the best Phillies baseball we have seen this year.
0: It really wasn't. It wasn't, and I, I remember saying, "I'm not panicking after the Mets series because they've got the Reds, they've got the Pirates, they've got the Diamondbacks, and then a, a Giants team that was not nearly as good as last year's Giants team." And it all started all right, you know, four straight from the Reds, and then two out of three, I think it was, from the from the Pirates. I mean, they had a little winning streak going on there, or no, two out of two it was, and then all of a sudden, Kaplunk! Right, uh, they go to. Um, San Francisco and and uh, whew, they do not do well there. Getting swept, that was tough. That was tough, very tough. Uh, obviously, losing the Diamondbacks two or three was tough. Also, I forgot about that. Um, so, but I'm not panicking, Frank. I mean, I, obviously, everybody's going to go back and talk about the September swoons and you know this and that. First of all, it's not like the Padres and Brewers are playing great baseball either. And secondly, I just don't I, – I think the, the starting pitching issues that they've had lately, you know, with Suarez not doing so right, great and then Gibson just got totally sh- shellacked last. I, I don't think that's going to continue. Um, you can Maybe I'm just being a blind optimist. I don't know. But this team is better than the last few years. Their starting pitching is better. They're getting, they'll get hopefully a little healthier.
1: I just – I don't think they're going to collapse, Rank. Do you? Well oh. – I definitely think that there is something to the starting rotation in terms of Ranger Suarez. He could just be tired. You know, this Mm -hmm. is, this is a new territory for him in terms of innings. That was something they were worried about a little bit. That's one of the reasons why they threw that Christopher Sanchez start in there just to give everybody extra rest. Right. Uh, The Phillies had some rest yesterday, which is helpful. They had an off date Thursday. Hopefully this will help kind of let them regroup a little bit, but you know, in the last week, you saw some things that normally didn't happen. You, you saw Suarez, who was pitching great, hit a wall in his last two starts. Right. So beyond that, you don't have Zach Wheeler yet. You know, he's still a little sore. At uh, right. some point, some point, you know, since there's no, no actual damage uh, in the MRI, either, he's going to have to pitch sore. I mean, I think that's what, that's what we're heading towards. Uh, so that's going to happen, and you're going to get him back. And then, and then, you know, Nick Castellanos was finally put together a nice little little run, and he goes out with the oblique, which, by the way, the oblique injury, that's not something you can mess with. You just got to shut it down. Otherwise, you risk aggravating it and being out longer term. And there's only a month left of the regular schedule, so they have mm-hmm. to shut him down. So all these little things, and then, of course, Dominguez not being there. You got to push David Robertson a little bit too much on Sunday. That's, yep. that's an issue there. And the other thing I saw too is, you know, you're, you're seeing um, perhaps some of these guys overexposed, like, like the rookies that have been playing well, people are learning how to pitch them a little bit better. And that just a little tick off. I mean, I think Bryson Stott still looks good, but he is not the Bryson Stott that that was in his mid stride there. So I think they've they've learned how to pitch to him a little bit. And I think it's all kind of, it's all kind of coming together that, that, that they're They're exhausted. And then, you know, a little bit here or there, you go for a few days without any, um, I mean, Reese Hoskins had some hits, but he doesn't have some big hits. You know, it seems like the offense goes with Reese Hoskins. So anyway, there's all these little things that seem to come together this week on the West coast, Yep. you know, maybe being at home helps solve this.
0: Well, I just see like, I I see that, you know, they come home and they've got, Nine games here, right? You've got Marlins for three, Nats for three, day off, and Marlins for three. And this is a big reason why I, I just don't see a September implosion. I, I think you know, give me six and three, five and four out of that, and I think you're you're okay. Even if they went four and five, I would I think that's t- not good, obviously, because you're playing a lower caliber opponent, but I don't think going four and five even is going to just completely push you out of the playoff picture um, and make you have to fight to get back in. I could be wrong about that. We'll see how the other teams play that they're contending with. But I, I also don't think they're going to go four and five. I think they'll be able to win at least five or six of those games, and you'll start to feel good about them again. And hopefully, like you said, Wheeler comes back healthy. Sir Anthony hopefully comes back at some point. Um, does And then and we'll see if they call up uh, Griff McGarry, who just got promoted to AAA. He's doing, been doing great, and maybe that's an extra arm that can help them. But I, I guess if I felt that they were being threatened by somebody uh, else, then I would be a little nervous. But I think they're still, they're still in the fifth spot, aren't they? I mean, they're they're not so as not we like record do this. The Phillies yeah.
1: are ahead of both the Padres and the Brewers. The right, Padres. Uh, there's there's Who've percentage points. Yeah. yeah, there's a percentage point to separate the Phillies from the Pirates, but. They own the tiebreaker, so if they're even in the wild card standings, the Phillies are the are the ones ahead of them. And then right. the Brewers, you know, the Brewers have, have their own issues. You know, I I I don't see the Brewers as being able to to go on a big run just because they don't they don't have the talent to do it. Right. So I think this does in that respect set up that the Phillies can. Well, I don't, I, I certainly wouldn't aspire for this, but if they can be around five hundred the rest of the way, they might be in, Jeff.
0: That's exactly my point. I'm not trying to kiss the rear ends of the Phillies and say, "Oh, they're definitely not going to implode, but I just don't know that they're gonna get pushed. I mean, they really would have to fall flat on their face here um in the next nine games, especially where it's set up for them to sort of keep at a good pace for them to just completely bottom out and lose their spot in this in the in the wild card chase here.
1: And by the way, the the kind of the loss that sort of set this whole thing off, mm-hmm. Ranger Suarez right blowing up after the Phillies had the seven run lead. You know, it's mm-hmm. only two of those runs were earned, and I think what you know that that Gene Segura error really led to the, the floodgates opening because what happens is, and I think this is this is true of the team in general, mm-hmm. you know, when they haven't been making plays. That's way more pressure on the pitching staff. Now imagine if Gene Segura made that play, Ranger Suarez trots off and pitches a couple more innings. The Phillies win that game, right? Mm. I mean, if, you know, you don't you don't have to go to Christopher Sanchez, who was not accustomed to jumping in as the the rescue man like that. You know, he's right. a guy that was taking the ball every five days and preparing to start. So. I, I I saw – I was not shocked that he would be off after Suarez that night. But, oh. but you know, catching mm-hmm. the ball, the sloppy play. I mean, how many of these losses were failure to make a routine play? Uh, you yeah. know, Syndergaard makes the throwing error the other day. Hoskins yep. with a couple errors in the stretch, right? So they got to catch the ball, Jeff.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, we talked earlier in the year about how dangerous this team seemed because of defense. But they really – and especially after their rocky start and Alec Bowman and everything which seems like 3 years ago at this point but they've played pretty good defense at times way better defense than expected and i think that this it's sort of like they hit a lull at the same time some starting pitchers were getting rocked some defense fell off i don't think that that's going to be the the backbone or the identifiable identifiable trait of this team now going forward i think a every team hits a lull the yankees went like 5 weeks in a lull right Still kind of Just trying to come out of. What's that?
1: It's still kind of hard. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The Mets went through a lull. The Braves earlier in the year went through a lull. So the Phillies, you know, obviously they had a huge lull at the beginning of the year, but they've been a different team since Rob Thompson became manager. And they're just, I, I just think they're hitting a little bit of a lull. And by the way, the Brewers' next six games come against the Yankees and the Mets. They have to play six straight games, three against the Yankees, three against the Mets. I know, I know the Padres have the Dodgers coming up after their Diamondbacks series. So, again, good luck. Like Their competition is going to have to play really well also and hope the Phillies lose 60% of their games forward for real movement, I think, to occur in the standings. And that's going to be – I think that's going to be difficult for the Padres and the Brewers based on their schedule.
1: And let's be honest about the Diamondbacks too. Zach Gallen is a really good pitcher. Phillies mm-hmm. faced Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, who the Phillies didn't face, but is a very good pitcher. So to just right off the games against the diamondbacks for the Padres, you can't do that either because right. a good start by one of those guys means something. So, so, so it, you know, it's almost like you're only as good as a starting pitcher. So yeah, the Phillies were able to rock uh, the hundred year old left-hander that seems like he dominated him in that giant's playoffs forever ago. Right. <laughs> and, and Bumgarner, <laughs> but um, but you can catch you can catch their their good starters in a good day. So that you know all those games against the West and then this New York stretch that's that's no piece of cake for for the Padres to face.
0: Right. The only thing that might scare you is the last seven games for the Brewers, for example, are Miami and Arizona. They have four against the Fish and three against the Diamondbacks. Okay, so the Brewers have it and they end up on a pretty easy schedule, whereas the Phillies have to play um, they, they have to play the Braves and then they ended up with um, three against the Cubs and one against the Nats. I think that's that makeup game, right?
1: Right. That's one of the makeup one, games yeah. from, the, uh, from right. the lockout.
0: But, yeah, but the Cubs and Nats are – I mean, the, again, the, I know the, the Braves series could scare you. So if it's like a one- or two-game lead over the Brewers at that point, um, and then you have to see what the Padres – they end their season against the White Sox and uh, and against the Giants. So, and the, you know, obviously that, that'll be – Divisional for the Giants. It's always tough for them. And the White Sox aren't great, but they're not awful. So I I, be I just They'll be better with like out of the it, way, yeah. by the way. Say that again.
1: They'll be better with LaRusse out of the way.
0: They probably will be. You're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> what a disaster
1: that. that's been for the White Sox. But uh, yeah. I just want uh, Bob Vetrone, who you might know, uh, retired from the Philadelphia Daily News, boop stats. Boop stats, on, of course. On Twitter. He did the world a very nice service. And he published the other day a rundown of the race for the National League wild cards, and he's got the full Philly schedule, Padre schedule, and Brewers schedule all next to each other. Nice. So I encourage you to log on to Twitter, at Stats and check out what Bob did for us so that we can keep track of who the three teams are, are playing. And yeah, the Brewers definitely have the easier of the schedule, not that anything's a walk in the park, because, you know, the Brewers have, have, have games against the four against the Cardinals, Yeah, you know, the, the, the Yankees, Mets, back-to-back, that's, that's, that's not easy, right? So
0: no, I can see the Brewers making a little noise, but again, they, they're going to be, they're going to have to survive six straight games against the Yankees and Mets and come out of that feeling confident for, in order for them to feel like, you know, with that Reds Cardinals, Marlins, and by the way, the Cardinals two game st- series in, in between that Reds Marlins diamondbacks ending for the Brewers is not going to be easy for them either. So um, they're, they're not a bad team. They're not a great team. I think that if they lose four out of six to the Mets and Yankees, then you wonder what their mindset's going to be going into. And, the, and, and if the, the Phillies are able to win, say, you know, four four out of six or six out of nine against their their upcoming opponents here that we talked about, Miami and um, the Nats, and then Miami again, then that, that's a major swing to me. I think these next two weeks can cause a major swing.
1: Now, you mentioned – Griff McGarry. So let, let's talk about that for a second. Cause that's, that's one of the more interesting developments. So I did mm-hmm. my Phillies mailbag a week ago with, with Mike Gill. And I, and one of the questions was who's the uh, break glass, in case of emergency pitcher from the minor leagues they might go with. <laughs> and uh, I said, Griff McGarry. And so what the Phillies did was for everybody out there, if you didn't, you're not following uh, one of their top pitching prospects, not one of the top two, but, but definitely the third mm-hmm. um, he was, moved to the bullpen at double-A Ready, made a relief appearance, and then was promoted to triple-A, kind of suggesting he is knocking on the door of the major league. So I think, Jeff, what they're trying to do now is maximize whatever talent they have in the organization and and get it to Philadelphia. Uh, Another name that might have surprised some people to to come up in the the wake of Nick Castellanos uh, getting injured is Dalton Guthrie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Phillies did not opt- to just bring back Munoz or or bring back Camargo. They decided they were going to go with one of the young guys that had a really nice triple A season so far. Uh, If you look at Guthrie stats, batting over 300, some power, nice OPS. And uh, I'm really hoping that we'll get a chance to see him some in the major league. So here's his, here's his line. 302 batting average, Mm -hmm. 839 OPS. Nice. uh, Doesn't hit a whole, whole lot of home runs. He had 10, down in AAA but uh he's got 27 doubles so oh, I would let, I like the idea of him coming up and, and kind of being what what Derek Hall was for the Phillies you know I think I I'd love to see them just slot him in the lineup maybe he hits eighth and then Brandon Marsh ninth or something but throw him out there just let him let him do his thing
0: yeah yeah well what was the mantra with and the things started to turn around when Rob Thompson took over. It was let the kids play, even if they struggle at times, even if they look inexperienced at times, you've got to let their talent shine through and give them a chance. And he's, you know, whether that was Bryson Stott or Alec Boehm or some of the other kids that we've talked about who have played. So um I like the idea that you go with a hot hand. Guys play the whole season, perform well. It's very rare to find gap hitters these days, and I think that's always good. Mm-hmm. So um but yeah, I would agree with you. Put him in. Let's see what he can do. And if he struggles, don't take him out. You know, you again the lineup is built. JT is hitting again decently enough. You know, you've got Bryce Harper back. Schwarbs will probably come back around a little bit here. Um, even with Castellanos out, it's not like he was, you know, mashing the ball anyway. So I think you've got he was, dec- he was hitting. He was hitting. he was starting to hit, but he wasn't really the Castellanos that we expected. And of course, Segura back. I think he'll he'll pick it up. I think you've got enough there to be, and, and I mean, Bowman and have have done what they've done all year. So, I mean, I think you've got enough where you can play a kid like that. Hope he, you know, hope he has like a, a hall, like you were saying, Derek Hall-like impact where Derek, Derek came up, swung the bat early, got some home runs, you know, he, he struck out a little bit, you know, had struggled with lefties, but he was a benefit nonetheless when he was in the lineup.
1: And, you know, they 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 always say this game's about adjustments, right? So – Paul got a lot of his success early before they figured out how to pitch him. Maybe right. the Phillies can ride pitchers not knowing how to pitch Guthrie in the beginning, you know? Exactly. So that's something you can ride for a few weeks, and then maybe Castellanos comes back, and then, then you have that. Now, by the way, Guthrie, he's somebody like in that um, Matt Vierling camp, you know, whereas the 2020 season was a non-season for him, like Derek Hall, not a season for him. So, so it's pretty fascinating to, to see that this year he, he's really – um, making good on what, what got interrupted, you know, in 2021 right. he had some time at AA and AAA. You know, he seemed to be, he batted better at triple A, hitting 292 than than Reading 242, uh, mm-hmm. in and slightly fewer at uh, games. But you know, this is this is a very interesting dynamic that we're seeing is these guys sort of became non prospects because there was no modern league baseball. Mm. and we're seeing some of them rise to the major leagues and when they when they do it's kind of a kind of a nice surprise
0: right right no I uh, yes I agree with you on that and um I like to get a guy early while the hand's hot before the before the pitchers figure him out and it might be just enough time before Castellanos gets back
1: and and pretty neat to see uh (laughs) pretty neat to see them taking this step And and I feel like if you go with the with the next man up mentality and and roll with it, good things happen, right? And by the oh, way, Dalton, Gu- Dalton Guthrie is the son of Mark Guthrie. You Remember him?
0: Yeah, yeah. He played for the Cubs. Well, Who else did he play for? O- Orioles, Minnesota maybe?
1: Twins. I remember Twins? him. With yeah, the most yeah. uh, Dodgers, Cubs. Yeah, B- brief stints in Boston and Tampa Bay, and uh, yeah. Mets. 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 One season, two thousand two. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, Mark
0: Guthrie's son. So, so but uh, for for an organization that has been chastised, fairly so, in the past for being very, very slow to move up. Now, we're not talking about a top prospect here in Guthrie, but and that's been the Phillies' knocking the past, that so they've waited too long to bring up top prospects. But if they wind up bringing up Guthrie and, um, and McGarry, I think that will show you that they are not afraid to do that now, and they're not afraid to give these guys who perform well a chance to prove themselves in the big leagues.
1: And, and, and we see that reputation with with uh, Dave Dombrowski. He's done that in the past. So yes, yes. Uh, so I forget who brought it up to me. I was on some show. <laughs> I can't remember which one. I apologize to whoever I'm slighting. But you know, calling up Josh Beckett Young was something that he did uh, back in Florida, his Florida days, and mm-hmm. he was allowed to make the impact. So some were wondering if if you call up a young Josh Beckett, would they would they dare go Andrew Painter, mm-hmm. uh, who who is just Getting everybody under the sun out in the minor league. It's like the minor leagues are are don't even phase in. Like you see, he's getting no pushback at all from the hitters in the minor leagues. Listen,
0: I'm trying not to get too excited about Andrew Painter because I felt like I went down that road um a couple of years ago, two years ago, one year ago with uh uh the kid pitching for the Rangers now. Uh, Spencer um, Howard. Yeah, Spencer Howard. And before Spencer Howard, I feel like I went down that road with uh who's the guy who came up and he just wasn't what he was supposed to be i can't now i can't even I, that, remember that, that, that's it. like everybody jeff you know, yeah i know i know every, every phillies pitcher you just get excited about does they not have live live the <laughs> yeah but but i but i i am a believer in the law of averages and um the fact that the kid throws 99 makes me more believe you know because i don't think howard did howard was more Breaking stuff and and swinging miss on filthy uh, on that point in Triple A's he wasn't throwing ninety nine, so this kid's got me excited for that. I, I'll I'll be the first to admit.
1: By the way, Spencer Howard I believe is on the IL again, if I'm not mistaken. So oh boy, oh six uh, though that's who it was six, six, six Sanchez Sanchez. Well, yeah, that, yeah. speaking of on the IL, yeah right. Yeah, right? You know, <laughs> people were so worried when they they gave uh, six to up in trade, and he's yet to make an impact for
0: for the Marlins. That's right. No, no that's right. But I have, but having gone down the road with both of those guys, I am hell And of course everybody before that, as you mentioned, Um it, it's hard. It's hard to like f- go fully all in, but there's something about him and Abel that makes me think that they're going to break the mold a little bit and that they're going to be good contributors to this team. If not this year, then down the line, but sure. I wouldn't mind seeing painter get a, well, do they do the September call-up thing anymore, or expand only, their roster? There's,
1: there's only two spots, so
0: yeah, yeah. So we'll say they gave
1: one to Vinny Natoli that uh, right. that they, they acquired in a minor league deal. So you can you can make trades now if the person has not been up in the major leagues during the right. season. So so right. they made sure they grabbed they grabbed him. I do believe he has minor league options, which makes him appealing because you could send him back to the minors as more people come up. Mm-hmm. And then the other one they gave a spot to at least for now is catcher donnie sands right. who had a heck of a year at AAA, a uh, 300 hitter down at, at lehigh valley uh, they give him a cup of coffee over rafael marchand uh, who didn't hit as well but of course has handled the phillies pitching staff pretty nicely uh, so mm-hmm. far in the early going so you did see uh you did see sands appear a couple couple games so far uh, doesn't have a hit yet uh it is three at bats but uh you know, it's it's kind of standard to bring up the third catcher now, at least while the Phillies are thin. You know, it, right. it allows them to use Garrett Stubbs in some other roles. Uh, you know, when, when the Phillies use Garrett Stubbs as a pinch runner and left fielder, uh, a lot of people probably thought that that was some something out of left field, part of the pun. But uh <laughs> he has experience playing all over the diamond, so you can even put Garrett Stubbs at second base if you need to. So, so. <laughs> Being that Stubbs, it has a little bit of speed to him, and it has uh, the ability to uh, play some positions, it kind of gave the Phillies a little leeway here when the when the offensive roster is a little thin to he's add a, a super
0: – Yeah, he's super utility player, right? He's like Joe McEwing. Didn't Joe McEwing do a little catching?
1: Not that I remember, but uh, I thought
0: he did a little bit of catching. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought McEwing did a little bit of catching at one point.
1: Yeah, what's it? He went to yeah. Not Kamal Egan. I think it was just Egan. I think they they didn't merge yet. But Egan High School, up in <laughs> Bucks County, yeah, the local right. guy Joe McEwing, who, by the way, uh, definitely has made a nice career for himself uh, as a coach, and he's viewed of he's viewed to be a, a manager uh, prospect. Yes, Although I will say this, uh, he did not get the manager job uh, in Chicago with the White Sox despite being on the staff uh, that went to former Philly, Miguel Cairo. Right. But, uh, but Joe McEwing. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember him playing. Um, I don't remember him catching, but he did everything else. <laughs> so I still think he lives in the area when he's, when it's the off season. So, but, uh, but yeah, but anyway, not enough of the uh, Chicago White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should, we should talk about the Phillies. Yeah. Um, but A couple of things, too, that might be extra bonuses. Uh, Zach Eflin might actually pitch for the Phillies this year. You know, He kind of seemed like a lost cause. It looks like they're going to try to add him to the roster as a reliever that can give you a couple innings, but they think he's not going to be stretched out in time to start. But what do you think of him kind of helping you fill some middle innings, perhaps, if you have a short start by a Ranger Suarez?
0: Yeah, I think that's really the role that he'd be best suited for at this point, sort of long relief. Um, or maybe, maybe he can give you like two innings if if you're like you said. If uh, if you get a Syndergaard goes five, a Ranger goes five, and you need to get to the seventh, he can come in and give you two innings. I, I that that's kind of a Nick Nelson role right now, and it's all right to have another guy who can do that.
1: Yeah. So the roster. you you see you looked up and down the roster, so they can send Natoli totally down to AAA. They could send Sanchez down to AAA. What do you, what have what have your thoughts been about this new Bailey Falter guy that we've seen seen lately?
0: I've always liked Bailey Falter. You know, I think he, even when he was starting as an opener uh, earlier this year, there were some games where even if he didn't have his best stuff, he kept you in there. Like I can't remember too many times where Bailey Falter got completely rocked the way you would see maybe a Vinny Velazquez get rocked every once in a while, or and not keep you in a game. I think Falter's pretty good, and when he's having one of his better outings, he gives you a good chance to win. Um, so I like Bailey Falter. I, I go ahead. I was just saying this
1: recent stretch, right. He's got last three appearances results resulted in mm-hmm. wins. Yep. He's gone six innings or more, each of them. Yep. Uh, the one game against Pittsburgh, he allowed three earned runs. If I'm not mistaken, one of them could have been a, uh, an unearned run, uh, mm-hmm. defense issue. Uh, but then, um, uh, but one earned run against Arizona, one earned runs against the Mets, you know? And so, you know, he's, he's kind of stepped up in a big way where they were really desperate for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They really needed somebody to be able to give them innings in that last start, and he was able to do that. So um, it's like, I mean, I, this is kind of the role that I always thought he was probably best at. I mean, kind of being your multi dimensional guy who can start, who can be a reliever. Uh, and he's done, he's done a nice job, he's, he's helped them big time.
1: Now, originally tonight was going to be the return of Zach Wheeler. That's not going to happen. So you have Aaron oh, yeah. Nola tonight. Uh, so, uh, what are your thoughts on Aaron Nola? Because they, he's they, he's, yeah. he's gotten a lot of uh, what's the right word vitriol. Uh, he had a really nice start, but then his last one was a dud, if there ever was one. So um, you look at it, you know what you look at Nola's numbers, not counting 2020, which was a shorter season. His mm-hmm. last two September's that were traditional September's. ERA over 6 in both of those Septembers yep. is is that is that enough of a sample size to say he struggles in September or do you think that there there's just coincidence that he just had a bad couple Septembers
0: I think he's had bad Septembers I I don't know yet that he is not a September pitcher I mean obviously if he has another rough September and technically his last start was August 30th right yeah so, <laughs> not September um I I again I, I if this goes back to how I feel about overall team. I think he's gonna be fine. I think he's going to pitch well. Uh it does strike stand out to me that two of his last three starts have not been great. You know, he gave up five runs against the Mets in just five innings. Then he had a really good art uh one of his best outings ever uh against the Reds, but that's the Reds. Um, and then you know, not a great outing against the Diamondbacks. So he's got he definitely has to prove it. I mean you know Clayton Kershaw. They used to say he wasn't a a big playoff pitcher because for many years he just would not pitch his best in the playoffs. It's hard to really pitch at that level time and time and time after again, again. And then in the playoffs as well, when the opposition is even better. But here's a situation where the opposition is not better. Here's a situation where it's served up for you. To, you're playing the Marlins. So, uh, and then his next start after that will probably be the last game of the, against the Nationals, right?
1: Yeah, I got to play with that calendar to figure that out exactly, but but yeah, it yeah, looks like... I, I,
0: he's he's got to give them great yeah. chances to win in his next two starts. So either well, it'll be Marlins Nationals or Marlins Marlins, depending Correct. on Correct. how it works yeah. out. So or if they
1: throw another starter in there, depending on if they want to, win. I mean, they are off again next Monday, which is nice. They get they have right. two Mondays in a row that are off. They could use that. Right, so it could but be there's no way his, way his next
0: way two – even so, if if he doesn't play against the Nationals, it's going to be against the Marlins in one right. of those three games. So um, there, there's really no no excuse. If he has two bad outings, these next two outings, I think that they're safe to say that something's going on upstairs where it gets to September and the heat gets applied and maybe he's just not down with it. But I – I don't. I never understood that thought process. Anyway, I don't think you know a guy who's that good cowers. Um, but there have been some situations where guys just uh, did not play their best against when they needed it most. So if that's the case, we'll find out. But I, I still think that the, the sample size for him is a little short. But not necessarily dismissive either. I mean, they, they happened. You have to take that into account.
1: Speaking of small sample size. The Phillies have held held their own with Sandy Alcantara the first few times. They have mm-hmm. to face him two more times. Can you believe that? Is that is that cruel?
0: But that, that's sort of why I threw in the uh, um, you know. There's a chance in these nine games you might go four and five. You have to you have to face Alcantara twice. And how how many times? As I always say, I'm a law of averages guy. You're going yeah. to keep beating him. He's one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in the National League. So um, who I'm not going to automatically count them as losses, but obviously. That's the one thing that sticks out about the next nine games that they do have to face Alcantara twice. Theoretically, that's the way it it's aligned. It
1: is lining up for that to happen, so that is that is something to uh, to, to keep an eye on because I mean, hey, maybe they step up for the uh, tough games. You know, we were talking about them playing down to the competition in the past, but they yep. they've also stepped up. They started stepping up lately, right? So I'm just I'm just running through the the Alcantara starts against the Phillies. So April 14th was his first. He got the win in that mm-hmm. one six Mm -hmm. and a third two earned but then the second start against the phillies that came in june uh where they didn't beat him per se he went seven and two thirds giving up two earned runs the phillies right it out later right then july 15th uh that's when he takes a traditional loss but but he went eight and gave up two earned runs right so he hasn't been bad in these these wins his last start against the phillies Four earned runs, seven and two thirds. That was one where they kind of got him a little bit late. So, right. so he's been pretty good against the Phillies. They've just found ways to win. Now, is this the yeah. Phillies team that's going to find ways to win, or are they the one that's going to find ways to lose? Like we felt in the last week.
0: Well, I think the bats are going to have to be a lot better than they were out in San Francisco and over the last, you know, six or seven days. I mean, they just have not been. You know, I I don't know how you go go up seven nothing. On the diamondbacks, lose what? The, the, wasn't that what it was? They went up seven nothing or seven, seven and nothing. Then, yeah. And then lost 13-7. And then, you know, the I think they had the lead very briefly in the next day, and then they lost 12-3. And then they, you know, obviously then they explode and went 18 to 2. That what a weird that was the strangest series that I have seen in a very, very long time. Um, but you know, the bats were not were were pretty silent in San Francisco, but that's kinda common. It's a it's a pitcher's ballpark. So I think and you're by the way, right Carlos Rodone is a good pitcher. Home. He is a good pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you're right. You're probably right about coming home. Um, I think Schwabs is gonna ha- I, I feel like Schwabs is poised to have a big nine game stretch here. Yeah,
1: I I'm I'm with you on that. I think he's I think he's ready to be home, ready to hit. Yeah. And uh Bryce Harper coming home, right? I mean, you, maybe you start to see some of the fatigue of him not playing every day uh, over that that road trip. So you right. might start getting a little bit more out of Bryce Harper when he's comfortable at home. And and frankly, head today off.
0: Yep. Yep. So uh, they should be, they're good. I mean, look, uh, you got after that series, you'll have Braves, Blue Jays, Braves, right? So that's three, five, eight, nine games. That's gonna be a big nine games for the Phillies, too. <laughs> that's why I really yep. think that in this series, this nine games coming up, go go five and four. Go six and three if you can. I mean, honestly, you should be able to go six and three against this team. Anything less than that. And I I, I said before if they went four and five, they're probably not gonna lose a whole lot of ground based on the schedules for the other teams, Milwaukee and San Diego. But I would be worried about four and five going into nine games then against the Blue Jays and, and Braves. That that's not great.
1: Any, any final thoughts, Jeff, before we get ready for this? By the way, it looks like this rain is going to clear up in time for the game tonight. So they might get a game in here tonight. I was thinking it'd be a washout, but um, any final thoughts as we head into this Marlins series?
0: Have faith. Have faith. I'm, I'm not normally the have faith guy. In the last few years, I haven't. Um, I have faith in this team, Frank. I really do. I'm not telling you they're going to the World Series. I'm not telling you they're great Team, I'm not telling you they're going to do anything other than withstand the little adversity they'll have there against the Braves and the the Blue Jays. I think they will get the job done. Not worried. I think the bats are going to start to swing better when they come home and people will feel better about the Phillies about two weeks from now.
1: Right. You heard it, Jeff. I'm with you. I think there's enough talent on this team. I don't expect a September collapse. And by the way, one last thing I read in the Inquirer the Scott Lover article, 15 of the players on the roster were not around last year. So this is not necessarily the bunch that fell apart. So this has been the Powder Blue Podcast. Frank Close, Jeff Mosher. We will catch you next time.